0: think again.
1: Now I want to talk about this um, really interesting conversation a tweet actually on Twitter by uh, Hazel, Hazel Larkin and she posted, she said I'll be 49 in a fortnight and I'm not here to moan about getting old, it's a privilege denied to many but I can't help feeling like I should have completed a hell of a lot more than I have and I wonder do other people feel that way I'd like to be less disappointed in myself and Hazel is with me on on the programme here today. Hazel what brought on this feeling?
0: Well, it's coming up to my birthday, and I get reflective in the fortnight before my birthday every year anyway. Um, I suppose I, I look back at the previous 50 weeks or so and think, well, what did I do? What did I tell myself I would have done this year that I didn't do? And what do I want to do for the coming year? And of course, my being a September baby, being born in the first week of September, my birthday coincides with a lot, you know, with the change in seasons. Well, actually, it's usually really good weather because the children are going back to school, which is the other thing that it coincides with that start of the new academic year which is a new start for a lot of people, even if their birthday isn't in the first week of September. But I think particularly this year, it being the last year of my 40s and the last year where I can, even in my own head, refer to myself as a young person, I thought, well, what now? What have I done? What you know? What did I think... I was going to have done 30 years ago um that I have or haven't done what what am I doing with my life and and now I suppose realistically I'm hitting the halfway mark so I I'm looking at what can I possibly do with the next 50 years or 51 years yeah. um and it was just a bit it was just a moment of oh my god here I am and what have I done and in in, in fairness I know Twitter does get a lot of bad press and it, mm. in, in ways it's deserved, but to be honest, there were some very kind responses, um, and a lot of people saying, yeah, me too, you know, I, I, I'm wondering myself, what have I done with my life, and what can I do with what's left, and I think that that was the overriding um, message from people, was don't worry about what you think you haven't done. Um, look at what you can do and i suppose i'm very very lucky i'm in the whole of my health in 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 my head i'm still a young person yeah you know in my head i'm 27 because i, I have this, this yeah <laughs> thank you i have this i have this notion that we stop aging mentally um around about the time we have our first child so um my eldest is 20 so i you know in my head i'm still kind of 27 so that works um You know, so, um, and there are, you know, there are things that I want to achieve that are still within my, within my grasp. Can
1: I ask you Um, about those things, Hazel?
0: Is it bucket
1: list type stuff?
0: Well, it's funny. Somebody asked me the other day what's on my bucket list. And I just went, oh, Jesus, I don't know. I just do things as, as randomly as they occur in my head, you know. Um, I suppose immediately. I am looking at doing a second PhD. Don't tell anyone. Um, because <laughs> Why? Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think part of it also is that I was just recently, and I mean within the past week, diagnosed with ADHD, and that okay. brings a lot of things into perspective because I'm always I'm always spinning plates. You know, there's always a lot on the go. I'm a very busy person, but I'm busy in my head. Like, don't ask me to run a marathon because that's never going to happen. Um, that is not on my bucket list. Yes. Um, but, you know, there, there yeah, there, there are... Um, I suppose that's brought things into focus and I'm thinking that maybe the next 50 years I'll be able to concentrate a bit better. So I'll get more books written and I'll get more things done. Um, but it's also... A lot. What I got from the tweet, well, first of all, a friend of mine who's a psychologist saw the tweet and uh, texted me immediately to say, "Yeah, just saw that tweet." And I'm sorry, but have you read your book? You've actually already done a lot. Mm. And
1: I went, "Oh yeah." I want. Yeah, I wanted mm. to ask you about that Hazel because mm. I have. You know, we all have people in our life, um, who well, you know, I, sometimes I feel maybe they they don't see the achievement that they've reached and they don't see the things that they've accomplished and, and you know, sometimes they feel they kind of beat themselves up, up about it a bit yeah. because they think, yeah, I have done this, but I should have done, done, you know, like X, Y and Z as well. And like, do you get that? Like, is it hard sometimes to see what the outside world sees?
0: Oh, 100%. And I think that's where we do well to remind ourselves to stop comparing our insides with other people's outsides. And I think that's maybe where we need to take a good hard look. I mean, really, I, I took great solace from the wisdom of people on Twitter who are a bit older than I am saying, don't worry so much about what's behind you. Look at what's ahead of you. Think about what you can do. Think about how much impact you can have. Think about what you've learned in 49 years that you can share with people, that you can, you know, say, oh, look, here's a mistake I made. I'm telling you so you don't make it. Yeah. You know, and I thought, OK, there is value in that. And I think as women also, we, we do tend to look at making community and to passing on our knowledge um and to to um giving that sort of informal wisdom passing from one woman to another if if you like. Yes. Um so the, and there's value in that and it's also reframing well what is valuable. You know, I've raised two incredible kids, though so I do say so myself, and that's valuable because that is a ripple that will you know, head out into the world as they are heading out into the world. You know, there's value in that even if there's no monetary value. And I think that that's part of the problem Mm. of the society that we live in, maybe, that we think, well, unless you can put a monetary value on something, it is not valuable. And we need to recalibrate, well, where are our values? What do we we view as important?
1: What is on the bucket list for this year? What is the plan for this year?
0: Well, I would like to get started on my next PhD, um, I would like to, um, okay, there's something really mad and I'm not sure that I should share it with the world, share it. but, uh, oh God <laughs> almighty. Well, you see, as well as being young in the head, I'm very lucky that I'm still young in the body. So I'm not, I'm nowhere near menopausal and I've always wanted to have more kids, but in my head, I kind of thought, oh, I need to be in a stable relationship and stuff. And I suddenly i have gone, what the hell with that. Write your own rules. There are other ways. Yeah. So, you know, there's, 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 there's definitely a desire to have more kids. And, and whether, you know, they, they foster kids or whatever, you know, I like having a house full of, of, of young people. Okay. Maybe that's what keeps me young. This is an incredible amount um, of
1: stuff. I think if we'll you get see, through we'll 10% see. of it,
0: <laughs> It's, uh, Maybe that's part of the problem, Andrea. Maybe I just have too much on the on on the yeah, list. And it's I
1: great just, though, you know, and I I think it's it's <laughs> gr- it's great, and it's you know it's it's lovely to see the the ambition, and um, but enjoy it, I suppose, as well along the yes, way. I will a yeah. I a lot of cake in the first week of <laughs> September. Um, no, I, I, I you you, yeah. You, you've made me think about it as well um, on a personal level today. Um, you know about the the things that you you thought you would have done, or the things that I I feel I should have done, or you know sometimes I probably forget forget in looking back at the things that you know you have completed um, and I think it's a really really interesting conversation today and what's your view on this today it's eighteen hundred four five three one zero six is the number listen Hazel thank you so much for joining us here on the uh, programme today a it was lovely to and a happy to birthday take. to you thank you very yeah, much yeah enjoy <laughs> it thanks Andrea cheers we're asking if you put pressure on yourself to reach certain life targets we call it that rather than a bucket list by a specific age um, Column. Abuhig from Off The Ball is with me here in studio today because, Colm, you previously did some self-reflection.
2: I did, Andrea. Or Andrea. My sister has the same problem. She's also is Andrea she? and got Andrea. Andrea, yeah. The so notions had that version. had conundrum. It was big on her <laughs> agenda as well. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I wrote I wrote an article about turning 30. And this is the scary part. It was four years ago. But it was published January 2019. Yeah. So when your producer got on to me this morning, when Dee got on to me and says... Uh, Oh, you wrote this piece. This is interesting. I was yeah. like, a flashback." Because even since then, I feel like a different person. In what way? What well, it just feels a lot like a long time ago. A lo- a lo- and I felt um, uh, like there were more possibilities back then. But that's not necessarily a good thing. And I think okay. there's more focused now. The Do further you... you get into your thirties, you, you, you become more focused. I think. On. Um... And everything like it could be could be what you want to do for a living, could be where you want to go in life in general. And I think in that, well, for me anyway, when I was turning 30, Mm. I still felt very young, probably too young.
1: Is that sort of societal pressure or sort of life goals that you had in mind, things you thought Uh, you'd attacked?
2: I don't know. I think there was a, a myriad of factors. So when I finished college, it was 2011, sure the country was on its knees then. It yeah. was like 14.9% unemployment. So like having a, getting a really good job at a college was seen as a bonus, really. Um, so then emigration followed. But then I had a great time in Australia and England and that's really where I actually progressed my media career much quicker there, even though I was working in media in Cork. Yeah. And I think the other side of it too was working in media, and maybe this isn't an industry-wide thing, or maybe it is, if people have a different opinion of it, but it feels so insecure, media. And if you have a Mm. full time job, you're kind of doing well and you could you could be gone from a media job in a a year down the line. So I suppose there was kind of an unsettled feeling throughout your 20s. But there was a lot of positives of that, too.
1: I had that uh, very same. Well, I had a bit of a I don't know what the right word is to use, but I know turning 30 was a big issue for me. Um, Now, I look back and think, well, for me, it was an unreal, I was quite, I probably think it was very unreasonable in terms of what my expectations were. But the fact that I didn't have a job was a huge issue for me at 30 years of age.
2: I can imagine. Yeah, Yeah. it would be. Like
1: it was, it was actually like it it was one of these things that would like keep you awake at night. You know, I think it was because I looked at a lot of my other friends who were in the kind of steady, Jobs, teachers, nurses, you know, they, they went to college and they came out as a something, a professional. And I kind of felt that, like, yeah, you can, you can argue and say you put 10, 12, 13, 14 years into it. And yeah, absolutely. You know, I'm I'm lucky to be in a, in a job that I love now. But yeah. like there is a tough, um, there's a tough couple of years, very tough couple of years, I think, that, that comes with that. Um,
2: you definitely, you feel like you should be further along than you are. And that's every person I talked to. Because in that article you mentioned, yeah. so I did a big questionnaire, yeah. basically, that I made up myself. And I, I, I came up with a list of questions that I thought were pertinent enough for people transitioning from their 20s to their 30s. And then I realised, four years on, it was like, oh, it wasn't that big a deal. <laughs> it's just starting a new yeah. decade. I know. But at the time, you're like, oh my God, turning 30. So, like, your feeling about not having a job at the time I guarantee I would have felt the exact same as you because I'm like oh my god I'm 30 like I've never been as old as I am now and now I'm closer to 40
1: uh, so that's something to look forward to as well and I'm listening to Hazel there chatting about being 49 and and 50 next year and Barbara's with us on the line because Barbara you recently turned 60 I mean do you my god 60 (laughs) do you well do you share the same I suppose reflections that we have Uh, No, obviously not, because I'm very
3: old now and I'm very wise. And uh, so I have learned the hard way and the long way that life is all about looking forward. You cannot change past; There is very little point in looking back and regretting. You should always look forward. And at 60, um, I mean, listening to you there just a second ago talking about turning 30, I had exactly the same experience. I was a single parent. I had a, what, four-year-old five-year-old daughter. I was living at home. I felt like a big fail. Um, my friends were all married and buying houses mm. and I just couldn't see how I'd ever get off and get out of, of living at home with my parents. And it was it was actually a very dark birthday. Uh, but with every decade that has passed since, I've actually kind of realised, as I say, that life is about looking forward. And now that I'm 60, I I mean, there's the underlying thing is like, I'm delighted to be here. By the time you get to 60, you will have lost friends along the way. Yes. No, only one or two, thankfully. But I feel that getting older is a huge privilege. And also, there's huge freedoms that come when you get to this stage of life, which I'm really relishing. And in actual fact, science backs this up because studies have shown this our lives, there's this thing called the U-curve of happiness. And our happiness tends to peak at around 25 and then it starts going down and it starts coming back up again in our 60s. And you can understand why life is very stressful, you know, as you hit 30s and 40s mm. and perhaps you have kids and mortgage and career and all that. But then you get to this place, and particularly for women, once you get postmenopausal, it's just brilliant. The amount of freedom you have. I mean, I'm sitting down here in West Cork as I'm talking to you. I'm Mummy taught. The kids are up looking after themselves, you know, and the dog and, you know, I'm free as a bird. Yeah. Well,
1: um, that's great. What would you, Barbara, say to you know, 19-year-old or 18-year-old Barbara um, about <laughs> trying to you know, move away from that pressure that society puts on us and that, you know, needing to keep up with the Joneses, like that sort of sound. We all, I think, probably experience that feeling like.
3: Yeah, it would be number, there'd be two things I would say to my 19-year-old self. Um, The first one would be to stop comparing yourself to your peers. Stop doing that. We're all on a different path. Our lives are all going to unfold in a different way. So stop looking around you and looking at what everybody else has, in inverted commas, achieved at any particular time and, and kind of try and rate yourself against that. That's a heightened and nothing. Mm. And the other thing that I would say to my 19-year-old self, which actually gets a, a more, a more, more difficult or it's more of an important thing the older you get, is that stop allowing society to judge you as a girl or a woman by how you look. Because that is something that women learn very early on and they kind of internalize it. And it gets worse okay. as you get older because that sexist approach gets added to the kind of natural age- ageism there is out there because we live in this youth obsessed culture that right. says that
1: getting older is failing. Do, what about you, Column? What are you saying to nineteen year old Column?
2: Nineteen year old Column, I I would say to nineteen year old Column, I would say you know the friends you have now, the ones you're really close with, is like don't worry, like you know you're going to meet other people as well. It's not just going to be those people because I was thinking those people that I was friends with then, I was like oh, that's going to be our gang for your whole life. And actually, it's amazing over 10 years on, 15 years on now at this stage, that you lose touch with people a lot. Yeah, you do. Well, your life changes. Yeah, and like, you never think you would at the time. Mm. And then you look back at those times and they were so concrete that uh, you would think they would be immovable. But it is amazing then as you get older then you become really closer to other people that you wouldn't have known know. at all five years previously and I feel that when you get older you become tighter much more quickly with the people that you choose to yeah. open up to yeah. because you have a lot more in common then because you're a bit more focused and stable in life. I also think Barbara's happiness could be down to being based in Cork that's a huge <laughs> thing it's
1: massive massive that's, yeah uh, absolutely that has a large
3: part to do with that and I wish I was facing pork I'm only here in a temporary hiatus yeah
2: I used to move there
1: yeah. I, uh, I, I, I am definitely would have would tell myself to stop people pleasing
2: oh that's oh, huge it was, yeah, it was, yeah, it was horrendous
1: yeah, yeah. like I mean when I look back I was a pure idiot like were just you? people pleasing like, and, like what,
2: were you what were you doing to people pleasing just
1: kind of like doing like Running around the country, meeting people, and nights out, or birthdays, and always being the one that made the phone calls and just organising everything, and I just think I was an agent Like,
2: but it was a long way up to you, the two to
1: Donegal, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'd love to, to hear other views on this today. Like this texter says, I compare myself to other people all the time and it's great because I'm so much, so much better than everybody else. <laughs> Another dexter says, I turned 30 in February and bought a house last August. My girlfriend wants to get married and have kids in the next two to three years, but it's actually so far down my own list of priorities. I still feel young, want to travel more. I don't want to settle down with marriage and kids just yet. I find growing up is tough. So this dexter. Oh
3: my God. That's one of the things that I'd wonder about because I had my first child when I was 25 and as I said, I was a single parent. I then got married in my 30s. and had two more in my late 30s, which means that the freedom was longer coming. Do you know what I mean? So don't equate being 50, 60, even possibly 70 as being too old to travel or too old to do stuff because yes. that's not right either. And um, the one thing that I do, <laughs> having just said, I don't do regrets, but I honestly wish that I had been younger taking out a mortgage because we still have a mortgage until we're...
1: Yeah, well, I've, I have months. a lifetime of debt to look look forward yeah. to as well. So, yeah. Get, <laughs> do that early. Get the kids early and
3: then you'll have these delicious years afterwards. Right.
1: <laughs> 5306 <laughs> is the number. Barbara Scully and uh, Colin Buhigg as well. Thanks a million to you both for joining us here on the programme too today. We are going to be talking about road signs, defaced road, road signs. Is this really the way to promote the Irish language? That's next.